0: the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. Freedom in Christ, session two, choosing to believe the truth. The main reading this week is Ephesians chapter two. Tonight we're going to talk about, um, who am I now? It's a great question. We looked at who we were, and uh, we looked at those things, and I, I rattled off those things last week, and you may have thought, oh, I didn't think I was that bad. Um, but again, the closer we know the Lord, the more we realize how much we need Him. And, uh, but tonight we're looking at who we are. Many people, uh, you would say to yourself, and of course, this is, a, this is a truism, but we can't stop here. If I were to say to you, you are a sinner saved by grace, you would say, of course you are. Of course I am. Of course I am. Um, but of course, we've got to jump further on into what God declares over us. Let's read a couple of verses. Um, uh, 1 Peter 2, verse 9 to 10. But you are a chosen generation. Royal priesthood, a holy nation, with holy and special people that you to proclaim the praises of him before you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, would not obtain mercy, but now have obtained mercy. That's an amazing statement, isn't it, over us? We are a chosen people. Uh, God put his hand upon you. You didn't remember, we only respond god is it god's initiative god draws us and then we either receive or reject so we are chosen people a royal priesthood talked about that a bit on sunday royalty Woo. we are priesthood what that means we can we can a priest is someone who intervenes between god and man we can come into god's presence a holy nation a people belonging to god and of course, last week we talked about those three things people look, at, look for in life. When we were created, we had significance because we were in the image of God. We had security because God says, look, you'll never need anything. I'll supply your needs. And we were accepted. We belong to God. God came down and they were intimate with God, communion with God. And of course, in the New Testament, that hasn't changed. God wants to restore it. What what does the Bible say? Significance. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You are redeemed by his blood. I tell you what, if you don't feel significant yet, he shed his blood for you. We And now we can say, Abba, Father. Security. What does the Bible say? I will supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Acceptance. What does Jesus say? Anyone who comes to me, I shall no way drive away. If anyone calls on the Lord, the Bible says they will be saved. So who are we now? Well, if anyone is in Christ, I didn't touch anything, Josh. All right. Um, He is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. For you were once darkness, but now you are light. Of course, when we come to light, we talk about uh, truth and light and direction and openness. is life, isn't it? No light, no life, no light, no sight. It's true, um, and this is a beautiful one. He rescued us. He actually grabbed all of us and took us out from the kingdom, the dominion of darkness, to the kingdom of light. We've got to begin to see we are not just longer sinners saved by grace. We are a saint, David. Can we say that? Well, let's turn to God's Word. And you see, we, we find everything we have in God's Word. We prove it by God's Word. We don't make it up. We don't get sub, uh, taken taken aside. That's where we, we find cults and and uh, false religion when they veer away. Or they, they even say, well, we believe the Bible, but they believe certain bits of the Bible. They don't take the whole Bible Uh, as a whole and apply it now first of all we are saint. what does saint mean a holy people a separate people a sacred holy people devoted to god now you don't have to wait for the pope to say ken smith he was a good chap and in fact we knew ken he did a miracle so we're going to call ken saint ken from now on (laughs) (laughs) well the bible says no 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 anyone who's received christ who's in christ is a Saint. Let's read God's word. Ephesians one, one to two. For by the of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus, and to faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you in peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's calling the people in the church in Ephesus saints. So what does he do in two Corinthians one? In uh, Colossians 1, in two Thessalonians 1, in Philippians 1, he's talking to the people, the church there, and he's calling them saints. You know, it's good, sometimes there was a a minister and he said, I I want to prove this point to you and um, get it into your minds, get it into your thinking. So he said, let's go around the church now and put saint before your name. So they started going around... um, St. Aaron, St. Jackie, St. They got around, and there was a chap. He wouldn't say a word. He, he let it go by. And the minister said, well, you're a bit shy. He said, no, I don't want to really say it, he said. He said, well, why? He said, my name's Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> not too bad, not too bad. Yeah. We are a saint. Bless the Lord. More than that, we are children of the living God. Children of the living God. John 1, 12 to 13. Yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, not of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. Children of God. That alone, um, knowing that we... Knowing what you see, when we understand who we are, and we be before Christ, when God says, "You can be now my child, um, and uh, call me Father," we look at Father at the end because that's such a key, key thing to really understand. But we are children of the Living God. That's amazing. Uh, the, the, the writer John says in his epistle, "How great is the love God has." Uh, That one version says lavished, it's a beautiful word lavished on us that we can be called the children of God. amazing, amazing. What about this then? Uh, Galatians 4 4 to 7. Because you are his son, God sent the spirit of his son into your heart, the spirit who calls out our father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are this child, God has made you also an heir. We are heirs. Not not these, which I am going to many of anymore. Heirs with an E-I-R. Which means that you are a, a, of an inheritance. You've been written into the will. Why? Because you're a child of God. Full rights as a the son. Therefore, heirs of God. Our inheritance. Again, we bask in this and we forget who we are. We are heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. Amazing, amazing. Um, let's read those, those verses I, I did ask for. 2 Corinthians five, seventeen to 21. When anyone who is in Christ, it is a new world. Yeah. No things are gone suddenly, everything is new. All this from God to Christ, God made peace between himself and us. And God gave us the word to bring people to peace with us. I mean that God was in Christ making peace between the world and himself. In Christ not didn't our hold people to their sins. And it means the message of peace is our people. So we have been sent to speak for Christ, it is our God, His born as people to us. We speak for Christ when we have peace with God. Christ has no sin, but God made Him to have sin, so that in Christ we care for you right God. The word there is an ambassador um of course an ambassador is a representative an agent in service with all the rights all the authority all the power of that particular country or king you're an ambassador what we talk about sometimes we we well, may we'll talk about it a little later we're not talking really about behavior we're talking about belief because when we understand who we are behavior follows if we understand we're a child of god a saint an ambassador of the living god that demands and pleads with us to behave differently. In fact, 1 John says, if you don't behave differently, if there's not a change, you've got to question if you've actually come into the kingdom. Because he does say, those who are of the Lord, we'll come back, we'll come to a little minute, he's talking about sin after. But we're talking about um, who we are in Christ. Of course, Ephesians really hammers it over 40 times. In Christ, that is the key. Without him? We know what we are, but in him, this is who we are. What do we say? We are his children. We are ch- child of, we are saints. We are heirs, we are ambassadors, we are priests. Let's listen to this, verse. this. these verses. Every time I read them, thrill me, but also challenge me. The Bible does that. It does lots of things to us, but it challenges me. 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4. All things that seem to love and us, through the knowledge of him who called us by the Lord and virtue, and which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises mm-hmm. that through these we may be partakers of the divine nature, mm-hmm. having escaped the corruption that is in the world through us. Uh, did you catch that? We are because we are in Christ, we've come and we've given him our life, he's flooded we are partakers. Of the divine nature. Now, I don't know about you, but that is amazing. That God himself not just says, I save you. I clothe you in a robe of righteousness. No, 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 no. I'm actually changing you. A new nature. And the Bible says all about new. New heart, new spirit, new creation, new life, new sight, new name, new song, new friend, new relationship, new boss, new eyes to see by faith, new mind, the mind of Christ, new power and strength to persevere, new vision to see our hope and our destiny. Of course, we can come and go through the religion and um, try and be different. You can turn over a new leaf. Uh, this is a great story, one of the best stories from uh, Max Ricardo. I've told it before, but it's still as good as ever. Uh, how we need a change. We need to be born again. That's why the Bible says, born again, a new nature. There were two uh, princes of a king, and uh, they didn't have much else to do but argue with each other, as brothers generally do. And they said, "Oh, they said, I think a gentleman can become a gentleman by training and discipline. You could train someone up to become a gentleman. And the other one says, no, 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 no. You have to be born a gentleman to behave like a gentleman. And of course, the argument brewed, and it was nearly, they were at each other's throat, and the king said, oh, whoa, 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 let's stop now. He said, I tell you what, I'll give you a week and you come back here and we'll have a, a debate and we'll, we'll put your opinions forward and see who's right. And we'll have, we'll have obviously, the court will decide uh, who's right. And off they went, and uh, the, the son didn't go, to, the one son didn't go too far. He went to the next town and he, he went into a, a sort of a cafe and he sat down thinking about what he could do to prove his point. And out of the blue, out of the, out of the kitchen, came a cat on his hind legs with a waistcoat on, with a dicky bow on, carrying a tray of tea and scones. And he thought, I've just proved my point. Look at that cat. He's a cat, but they've trained him, they've dressed him, they've changed his his, his clothes and they've trained him up to become a servant. Oh, i won this already, he thought. Absolutely marvelous. The The other son didn't know about this. He was away for a week. Couldn't find anything, couldn't find anything to prove his point. And on the day they were coming back, uh, he'd, 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 he'd had wind of uh, what his brother had, had found, and he thought, I'm, I'm, I'm scat by yeah. And so he took one last uh, stroll through the, the town. And as he passed a particular shop, he looked in and he smiled to himself. Went in, bought something, came out, and uh, they both appeared in the court with the king. And the king said, Okay, the elder eldest son will come forward. And, and out came this cat, now with a red jacket on. Ooh, uh, I don't think he had a, uh, what do you call him, the hat, son? No, he didn't have one of those. Um, beef eaters. Uh, but he had a red jacket. And he came out presenting the king on his two hind legs with a box of chocolates. And the court erupted. Oh, he's definitely, you can change someone's nature. You can change someone's character. You can dress them up. You can change their court. You can change the outside. And of course, that'll change them who they are. He's definitely one, and the other younger son came forward with a box, and he thought, "What's this about?" And he opened the box, and out ran three mice. Instantly, the cat chased the mice after the mice. Why? Because the cat was dressed; he changed his outer, but the nature of the cat, he was still a cat—a walking, even a talking cat. You can change his clothes, you can teach him tricks, you can give him a hat and train him and walk, but he'll always be a cat and you know what we can change our clothes we can change our habits we can change our vocabulary even our attitudes to a certain extent but we cannot change our hearts we need a new heart we need we have to be born again because our old nature it doesn't take long does it even sadly when we are saved to rise up before we're a christian our old nature will rise up to please ourselves and uh it's a great, great illustration. I love that. And I think of it and uh, chuckle because how true it is. How true it is. We are saints. You see, we were dead. What is uh, Romans 6? Romans 6 23 says. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness. And the result is eternal life. Through the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in mm-hmm. Christ Jesus. We've got a dead man in front of us, how are we gonna cure him? Well, it's no good raising him back to life unless we actually deal with the the cure the, the sin or the, the, the sickness he died from, is it? So we need to cure that and give him life. And that's what the Bible says, the wages of sin is death. That's why we need to deal with the sin and have life. The Bible says Jesus died for my sin, but was raised for my justification. See, without the resurrection, we are here in vain tonight. Uh, and that's why Christianity is easily proved or disproved. You take Jesus: is he who he says he was? Did he do what he he, he, he claimed he did, and what the Bible says? And did he rise from the dead? You, if you blow any of those out the water, Christianity is dead. But let me just say, many, 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 many more intelligent people than me and you have tried and looked, and when they come to the conclusion, is true. If it's true, then there's only one person to love and to serve and to follow, isn't it? So. We need to understand um, who we are because if we don't understand who we are, we'll go through those that circle of sin, forgiveness, sin, instead of being released. Um, the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's Proverbs 23 verse 7. And you see, once we begin to understand who we are in Christ, we are sinners saved by grace, but we are now we move on to understand who we are in Christ. That's our, what we were before. But as soon as we become a Christian, the righteousness of God is in my account. I am a saint then. I am a child of God. I am all those things. Now, uh, the working out of that, of course, as we know, some of us have been going a long time. We work it out through our lives day by day, year by year. We're getting closer to the Lord. We're getting nearer to him. If not, we are falling back from him. The Bible says, we are his. But it also says, don't give the devil any room. So the question is this. Um, uh, there's, there's a statement, no one can consistently behave in a way that's inconsistent with what they believe. say That's so true, as a man thinks, so he is. So we've got to get past more than, we are forgiven. Now, to be forgiven, let me tell you, that's worth a praise, isn't it? But now, more than that, we are stand before the Lord with our with our a clean book. See, when God opens the books and everything I've done, thought, and said are opened, what's he going to see? If he sees what I've done and thought and said, then it's no good arguing, with he? My acts condemn me. But when the blood of Christ, the Bible says the blood of Christ washes, sheds, and he takes, justifies, he says, look, that's gone. Clean, innocent, Just as if, as we say, just as if I've never sinned. It's a legal term. You are legally not just innocent, but you've never done it. You've never even done it. Tell you what. When we begin to understand that, we begin to to, to defeat the work of the enemy when he lies to us. Okay, there we are. We understand that. We're not saved uh, because we behave. We are saved because we believe. Believing, then behaving. Not the other way around. We believe when we understand who we are, then we behave. As we said before, if they came to me and they said, Dave, we are, we're gonna choose you for the Olympics next year, 2021, you missed out this year, but we're gonna choose you for next year. I tell you what, you know, they, they said we're gonna choose, I don't know what they would choose me for anymore. Um, maybe archery, maybe I could, my eyes are not so good, but um, certainly no athletic, but if it go back a few years, they can choose me for an athletics event, that would change my perception, wouldn't it? uh, my time would not be i I would be dedicated my diet my behavior my time uh, would all be uh, positioned and focused to represent my country in the olympics let me tell you god has chosen you to be a son and his daughter to be a saint to be uh, how much more how much more passion to serve him and live for him and, and discipline ourselves Why? Because we're not going to have a gold medal, are we? We're going to stand before him and come into glory. Well done, good and faithful servant. That's going to be eternal. Now, the question is, um, a good question. Keep going, Joshy. Ah, there we are. What happens when I sin? Now, uh, the Bible is very clear that when we become a Christian, we, we are... We are different. We're out of the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. Now, what happens now? Sin, where before we were saved, sin was normal, natural. When we're a Christian, sin is abnormal, unnatural. Because we've got a new nature. Now, do we sin? Yes, we do. Um, but, uh, remember if it one John is very interesting one minute he says well let's read a couple of verses we we get what well, we got the verse there um yeah let's read let's read that someone's got one John two uh one and two someone read that one my little children these things right I am to you that ye sin not and if any man sin we have, a, we have an advocate for the father mm-hmm. Jesus Christ the righteous mm-hmm. and he is the propit- propitiation for our sins and not for ours only and also for the sins of the lord. it goes on if you read it later on it says if we're in christ if we if we have the seed of the lord and we shouldn't sin in fact we, we it's impossible to sin and you say well there's a contradiction there Dave. but of course then if you look at the context it's talking about persistent deliberate sin very interesting also it also says abiding in christ if we stay it's our positioning you see when we position ourselves close to the lord with the lord with his Word, we are more prone to make the right choices. if We drift from God. I tell you what, we are more prone to do our own thing, to go our own way. I have just talking to someone the other day, and uh, you could just hear it in their, their word. It was I, I. And you know what? When we become I, we are blind to actually the reality of things, to actually what's going on. It's really sad. But um, sin is not inevitable now. Of course it isn't. We have power and choice not to do it. Why? Because we're we, we're his children. We're his children. And and the pattern that Jesus lived, we can follow him. Jesus said, "Follow me." Jesus did no sin, had no sin. What was not? It wasn't a sinner. So that's our aim. Dave, can we be sinless? Well, I I don't want to. I I want to say yes and no, because that's our aim, isn't it? Because it's easy to say, "Oh, I, I oh, I'm never going to be sinless," but that's a bit of a cop out sometimes. Because we we're copping out. It's that statement: "Don't follow me; follow Jesus." No, 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 no. It's no good saying that. People have got to see Jesus in us, and they've got to say, "Look, if Jesus is real, he's got to be real in you." Paul said, "Follow me as I follow Christ." We've got to be. It's, it's, there's a dramatic change. Why? Because Christ is in us. But also, uh, sin. Remember this now, sin. A sin does not stop you from being a son. That's interesting. We're still in the family, but it does spoil fellowship, of course. It hinders our walk, it hinders our potential, and it gives the devil a foothold. Doesn't it? Ephesians says, do not give the devil a foothold. And and the context, you read the context of that in Ephesians 4, is our behavior, is what we are doing. And uh, the, the devil doesn't mind having a little bit of your life because he'll, 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 he'll use it. And if there's a sin or a habit or a character, he will just, he will weigh upon it. And instead of coming to church, as we said, and being convicted, because God will do that, we go out condemned. And God never wants that, never wants that. So a sin doesn't stop you being, uh, being a son, but will certainly hinder and hinder the harmony that you have with the Lord. Now, there was something our dad used to say many many times very 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 good. keep a short account with God. I like that. See when we do sin because the Bible says we will sin um uh, keep a short account. What does that mean? Lord, ha, ah, I blown it. I'm sorry. Keep a short, you know why? Because if we don't keep a short account, that will hinder our walk. The devil will have a foothold. And you know what? He's great at that. He, he come and whispering, Oh Dave, you done that again. You, 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 this, you or that. You can't be a Christian. You are this and that. He loves to do that. You know why he does? Because it stops us fulfilling our potential, stops living for Christ. And then he say to you, can't how can you talk to that person about Jesus? How can you talk about you talk to your family about Jesus if they only knew what you were like? Yeah. And, and you say, well, Dave, have you heard that before? Of course you have. He, his, his methods never change he's the accuser he's the one who pours guilt on us he's the one who condemns us but so often we give him a foothold instead of saying wait a minute now keep a short account with God 1 John 1 verse 9 and 10 anyone who claims to be in the light that hates his brother is still in darkness whoever loves his brother lives in the light and there is nothing in him to make him Great verses. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just. And of course, he's talking to us, isn't he? Talking to uh, 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 all people, but he's, he's, that's, this is a book to the to people of Jude. But again, ne- the next verse, the verse, first verse one of chapter two says, "I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin." Now you will sin, but you see, we have an we have an advocate. We have a we have a, a man in the glory. A propitiation What he means that's to, He's taken the wrath of God for us So we need to keep a short account um, But he says I write into this So you will You will certainly Be Different You will be different You see So often we've misunderstood We've misunderstood You see God doesn't condemn He convicts Romans 8 verse 1 What is for now no condemnation those who are in Christ Jesus. We do not walk according to the flesh and according to the spirit. Amazing. There's the word. When we're in Christ, the devil would whisper, he can say what he likes. Now remember, God is still the God who convicts, because he doesn't want anything between us. He wants he, he wants openness and honesty before us. So if there is things in our life and and he's put his finger on, get it confessed, get it re, or we, we said, re, confess is to agree with God, repentance is to turn around. And you see, you know if you're, if you're really saved, because when you do something wrong, the weight of sin bears down on you, didn't it? The spirit of God is working on you, and it bears down. And you say, Lord, I'm really sorry. Oh, dear, dear. I am your child, um, but I, I, I messed up. You see, you, we bring, we think of our children, and even when they go far away, don't they? And they mess up, some of them. They, they bring dishonor to the name, don't they? But they're still our children. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to give them a clout or, or, or discipline them or correct them, because a good parent does that. But they are still our children. And you know what? God is like... If, he, if we are like that, how much more is He like that? Of course. But you know what, the sad thing about it is when, when we say we're his and bring dishonor to his name, don't we, by our behavior. And, and once, we be, once we go back, I don't want to talk, we're not talking about behavior so much tonight, but when we understand who we are in God, then really we, we behave differently, don't we? As I said before, when that young lad, he was such a, a real piece of work, but the, um, the headmaster of the school, knew his position knew who he was and um decided to adopt him into the family to his family and bring him into the family because he was a godly man and this 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 young lad would kick off and he would do things and 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 the father said no 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 no, no. we don't behave like that in this house we don't behave like that in this family and, uh, you know, when we begin to change our thinking, we are saints, we are children of God, we are heirs of God, we are his ambassadors. You see, we, we, we begin to say, Lord, what amazing. Who I am in you. Once we understand that behavior, thinking, now the devil will come, of course he will. We're already completely accepted. Significant, secure, and accepted by almighty God. Amazing. You see, once we understand that, once we begin to understand who the Father is, and we talked about the Father, and that's such a key, you see, uh, because, again, where we are with our, and I'm more and more convinced, more and more convinced, that our, our, because God created, he, he designed, he designed the family as a prototype, so we can understand what love was, we can understand what sacrifice, we can understand what obedience was, we can understand what trust was, and all those things that we we say, you know, and then we say, God, your father, and then we say, we immediately link our father with God, and, and that's natural. But that can be very good and very bad, depending on what our father was like. And we've got to change our thinking, and of course you've got a list there, about Father God, of course, depending on what your father was like, you could have some fathers have abandoned us, some, some fathers were austere, some fathers were abusive, some fathers were aloof, some fathers were angry, some fathers may have been indulgent. Oh yeah, get, do anything you want. No, no, no. God is a great father. Um, maybe we can read a couple of these before we close. Uh and it says there, um, you see, again, the power of our words. Never, never forget, we, we are what we speak and we speak what we are. And sometimes we've got to take a lie, renounce it and replace it with the word of God. As we did last week, I am significant because the Lord has created me and the Lord's brought me back to his kingdom. I am secure because... He's my father. I am accepted because I'm a child of God. And we speak those things over life. This is all about Father God and understanding. Um, Just a few of those. I renounce the lie that my Father God is stern and demanding. I joyfully accept the truth that my Father is accepted and filled with joy and love. Passive and cold. No, no. Warm and affectionate, isn't he? Absent and too busy for me. Well, thankfully, uh, no, not, not true, not true. I'm eager to be with me. Isn't that amazing? The Bible, as we, we talked on, on Sunday, it was God that went out of his way to seek Adam and Eve. <laughs> they didn't seek him, they were hiding. God goes out of his way. We are changing our thinking by putting truth in. I renounce the lie that God is nitpicking, demanding perfectionist well uh, i i i i think he is a perfection no no he wants us to be perfect but remember of course again thinking thinking that remember those words from Zechariah, didn't they we are the apple of his eye israel you're the apple of my eye but the church the bride of christ so tonight who are you in in, in christ sinners saved by grace ah much much more i'm a saint I'm a child of God. I'm an ambassador, I'm an heir, I'm a priest. And the devil can whisper in there, but what do we say, don't give him room, keep a short account with the Lord, don't give him a foothold, and we can be, oh, just mighty in him. Mighty in him, ambassadors, to show Jesus to those around us. Why? Because when we have his, the Bible says his, his well, with the modern life, his DNA, his seed in us, what is seed? If, if, if the circumstance, given the right circumstance, the seed is going to produce fruit. That's why he says, work out that which is already put in you. Allow God to have his way in us. Here, let's pray. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit Centre www.totalk.org